I wasn't. I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but I unconsciously was just pursuing being the future or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I kind of, kind of like I, I was kind of just playing into my own illusion of myself that I'm just like so much more than what I ever thought I could be. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, oh, you're mortal. Well, I thought I was immortal. One of the toughest strongmen in history, right here. Welcome to the Giants Live podcast, and this week we have the future. Yes, Luke Richardson is on the podcast along with myself, Colin Bryce, and Darren Sadler. No Razzie this week. I'm afraid he's stuck in traffic somewhere on the way up. But uh, yeah, oh, well, we'll have to do without him. And uh, I've been doing my, my homework on Luke, and of course, Darren, you've kind of known Luke most of your life, haven't you? Well, yeah. Most of his life. Most of my life. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> How old were you when you came in my gym? 17 or 18, yeah. I so it's a fairly long time. It's like seven or eight years now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously your the path started with powerlifting with you, didn't it? You went in mm. powerlifting route and sort of grew rapidly. It was like a string bean when it came in, Jimmy. It was just all <laughs> arms and legs and no muscle. I can, I can remember him at 17 being yeah. I remember you showing him to me. Uh, you have one, if I, let me see if I can get this right, mm. three uh, or at least... Two European and one world title at a junior level. That's correct, yes. Yeah, IPF. Yeah. Uh, one silver. That's correct as well. Presumably Pavlo. Pavlo yeah, Nekin, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, the famous uh, Pavlo. Uh, and then you came over to Strongman, aged 23, or just turning 22, turning 23. Oh, 22. 21. 21. 21, yeah. 21 turning 22, yeah. And uh, obviously there was some massive hopes for you. <laughs> and you delivered. You came in and you came fourth at Britain's Strongest Man in probably what was just about your first contest. Uh, did you do any before Britain's? Yeah, I did, I did OSG Europe you on did. five days' notice, and then I did OSG Worlds against Badger. I won that. That's yeah. right, of course. Uh, and, and you, how did you do in the OSGs? I won. You won, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you won the European one as well. So no, I came, I came seventh for the European one. I was seventh yeah, for the European uh, one. <laughs> I, uh, I think I missed that for some reason. That was the, 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 bit, the, the problem was with the European one. I thought anyway, and I thought it did, I thought it was the best thing that happened to you because what you did was you could deadlift, you could log, you could load stuff, you could do farmers walk, and you know all this. Just, but you couldn't put it together in one go. So mm. we got out there, and the first event was. It was a deadlift eye. So, but you did really yeah, well. I went to win that, it, you yeah, were I was fucked. Yeah. There was nothing else left. So then he came to log, and it was like a 140 log. I had a zero day. And he zeroed yeah. it. Whereas he could rep it in the gym, but he just done this deadlift of like, I don't know, three. It was 320 for reps. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but he never put it all together. Lesson one of Strongman. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was absolutely broad knackered. Don't, don't blow your load. In that's it. <laughs> and I just thought, well, I said to you afterwards, I said, that's the best thing that's happened to you because that feeling of, been strong, but you can't do anything. Mm. It's, it's the work, you know. You've got to, you've got to be fit and strong. You've got to have the conditioning, and you literally had because he'd never done it before. It's all powerlifting. Give everything. Mm. You, you give everything in the first event, and that was it. Gone. And in a very short amount of time, then he went online to qualify for the OSG official strongman games. Went there. You were a different animal there, weren't you? Uh, I think that's the thing. I think I probably just needed that reality check that you know this in powerlifting. Obviously, I'd come across from powerlifting with. I'd say a pedigree, um, and I think I was probably expecting it to be quite easy because I was like, "Well, I'm the strongest person here." But 
strength potential when you're blowing out your ass and useless doesn't really mean anything, does it? So, no, I think I needed that experience to kind of recalibrate where I am. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not a world beater anymore. I'm shit, basically. You know, I came seventh at official strongman Europe's, and I wanted to be world's strongest man. So it was kind of a it was a good measure of where I currently was to where I want to be. I.e., I was nowhere near. So I just knuckled down and get on with it just putting hard work and yeah came i think official strongman world was like two months later or something mm. so just putting a lot of work just and, and it was a better line like miles better uh, line than the europeans yeah. so, you, so you won that then you went to your first worlds well which, for britain's first sorry britain's, britain's yeah, yeah. came fourth which was not a not bad result of britain's <laughs> um and then that was a good i think yeah in front of you had uh hc no, it was it oh. was uh, Luke Tom Bish. Luke Tom Bish, yeah. Right. Hixie, Hixie, uh, no, not in twenty twenty. Oh right, Tom, oh, it was, yeah. it was uh, Tom then Luke. Hicksy won it the year right? before, didn't no, he? No, Luke came first. Tom came second, and oh, Bish right, yeah, came sorry, first. Yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But obviously, those those three were finalists the year before. So, but they were. Yeah, so, I mean, don't be me wrong. From a potential perspective, again, I was kind of like, you know, I could I could mix it with these these guys. Although at that point, I'd say I was probably pedestaling them a bit because. Obviously, I was a big fan of the sport before I came into it. Obviously, I followed strength sports, being a powerlifter. But at that point, after kind of, you know, being able to beat Badger at the time, he'd just come off that 2019 World Tour final performance where he came second and mm, beat yeah. Novakov, everyone. So I was like, well, if I can do that, then, you know, I can... I think that natural competitive instinct kicks in. I think if you have too much respect for people, it mm. can kind of, you know, you can kind of be a bit submissive. Whereas at that point, I was probably trying to overcome... You know, I'd overcome it at that point. It was like, right, you're getting it. And then obviously after Brits, COVID hit. And that was like six months where I thought, right, that gap mm. of 11 points between me and Luke is getting eliminated. Well, it's mm. not going to be there anymore. So that was actually so, quite a good period for you. I mean, presumably you had your own gym you could go yeah, and yeah, down in. And- that's the thing. Obviously, I got statically a lot stronger as well. But I think for me, obviously, even still now, I'm, I'm still relatively new, although I've probably seemed like I've been around a long time because I've had a year of doing absolutely nothing. Like, But I think just getting more specific experience within Strongman, it kind of probably, it probably seemed like I was making progress quicker than I actually was, but I think I was just realising my strength potential. There was only a very with- short gap between... Uh, you'll tell us, but between the European mm. uh, September Man Games, September seventh or eighth, and the Britons the year after, yeah, it oh, was right, January, sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and in between, so so I think it was like November was the uh, official Strongman Games, mm. um, September was the Europeans, so you'd made that big improvement, mm. and then January. So remember the the OSM Games was in November, then January mm. was Britons. Britons. So you're only on about from September to January. Remember in September you had no conditioning, literally. No. So, so I honestly think I'll, I'll say it again and again: the the beating that you got was the best thing that ever happened to you. Well, mm. let, let me just finish the story, just so, so those who maybe don't know all of Luke's stories. Luke then went on from Britain's to win Europe's strongest man mm. in your first ever attempt, which is, you know, and certainly in my eyes, has been the number two title in the world. Um, you know, arguably with the Arnolds, certainly you know the Arnolds is, would have a, a good case for that too. But it's certainly the, you know, the top three titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, massive win there. It was a COVID year. You could say, of course, and people would say that no, it was, was, was missing some it, foreigners. It was, it was weaker. It, it was, was like, but still, yeah. you did. Uh, you yeah. did the business, <laughs> and you probably thought, yeah. right, powerlifting. I've done the business. I'm doing it again. Mm-hmm. You went to Worlds. 
you qualified for the final in your first ever attempt, which is pretty rare. Well, we'll say about Europe's strongest man. Obviously, it was COVID, so a lot of people couldn't travel. I mean, Bish was there who just won Britain's, mm. and you beat Bish, you know what I mean? Yes. It was a good Bish as well. I think that's Bish the made the final of Worlds yeah. twice. Yeah, I, I, I think ultimately for me, it was about reversing that point deficit that I had in January. And Bishop won Britain's strongest man in January. So it was probably, I think it was 11 points between me and Luke, and it was probably about 14 to 15 between me and Bishop. And then I reversed that, and I think I ended up winning Yurts with like a nine point margin or something. This, so, right, let me, I just finished yeah. your history. So you Sorry. make it to Worlds. <laughs> I just want to know you've been yeah. all the way to Worlds. Did you. Ever expect you'd get to the, the final of World's Strongest Man on what what would be, how many contests in there be now? One, two, three, four, five. Five? Five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You definitely. did. Yeah. Were the first, in the world. first contest been so bad as well? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, obviously, there's probably a bit of like, you know, maybe it is a bit of like ignorance or arrogance or whatever it is, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think in a sport that's obviously objective, it's can you pick this thing up? You know, it's not like there's no political bullshit or anything like that. Like, if I'm strong enough in the to be in the final, I'll be in it, and I was. And you know, I thought I was in a place where, you know, I I, I didn't care what heat I was in or whatever. You know, I was like, I am strong enough to be in the final, so I'm going to be in it, and that's that. Yeah, <laughs> great. Mark. But, I mean, who, who who were the big guns in your final then? The, the year you made it. Maybe it was a was it was it a it was the year, it was the year was it a bit like can I get your autograph, Mister? What why, no. why are you were taking them on? <laughs> it, it was the year that it was the year that Novakov won, wasn't it? Um, but Shaw was there. Yeah, I I was in a group with Jerry who was on fire in twenty twenty, wasn't he? Well, Jerry Jerry uh, came in the last minute because because he replaced um, Kirichkowski, if you remember. Mm. And to be honest with you, I thought no, this is no offense to Jerry. Jerry's brilliant, but Kirichkowski was fucking really on fire. And I was like, right, well, he's going in as a replacement. I thought, right, that's probably mm. made it a bit easier for you, actually. So I thought, and then Jerry started competing. Jerry, what was Unbelievable. it? Unbelievable. What went on? I think he came third, did he, Jerry? Mm. He was, at he, one he, point, he was second in the final. He came fourth, and if fourth. he had loaded the last stone, he'd have come second right, overall, okay. yeah, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, Jerry was an animal that year. And then, yeah, I think, um, obviously... I was really disappointed with Wills that year, and to be honest, I didn't really enjoy it. I thought it was crap. I thought I was crap. Um, it was just a tough year, and I don't think mentally I was prepared for kind of the absolute just... You know, obviously that, that year was a bit of an exception anyway. We had the hurricane, didn't we? We did four mm. four days in a row, mm. um, and it's like four days in a row. If, if you're a strong man who does event sessions... <laughs> and you know how you feel the morning after you, an event session, your bones hurt. So you're getting out of bed every morning. I think for me, probably it was probably the first time that I felt kind of mentally weak um, whilst competing because obviously I had a goal and ambition to get to the final. And then I got to the final, and there was like there was the realization that you know I, I never expected to win it. I, at that point, I wasn't good enough to win it. So. I think I would, comparatively to someone like Novakov, I bet Novakov was jumping out of bed on a morning because he was like, I'm going to fucking win this thing. Whereas I was getting out like, oh God, I've got another day on <laughs> trying to do the heaviest deadlift I've ever done after two days of just shafting myself like in the heats and stuff. Mm. But yeah, I feel like I got to the final and it was kind of like, oh, now I've got the next two days of kind of the hardest mm. competition of my life so far. So I feel like that's an attitude that, I changed going into 2021 and unfortunately I didn't get to realise it because I blew my bicep off. But mm. yeah, I, th I think that probably it was the first time that I felt broken in a competition and it's the first time as well that I feel like I kind of let the 
the public or people's opinions kind of kind of get to me really. Um, we 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 were you were you you know hydrating, eating, or were you just kind of giving it your all each day and then falling into bed? Yeah, and waking up nice. thinking, "Oh my god, I'm doing it again." Yeah, or, I, or were you? I mean, like you watch Brian. Brian's. Before he's even taking part in an event, he's already prehabbing and rehabbing and drinking and eating ready for the next event, which is planned in four hours or whatever, you know. Mm. He's, he's all over it. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess it was a – you came on your own, of course, because yeah. it was the COVID year. Mm. I you, think it was probably a world's strongest man crash course, but it was the same crash course for everyone else. Obviously, going back the year later, I was more prepared to, to do better physically and mentally. But like I say, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to realise that, but – yeah, I mean, it was it was just another another time where I probably just needed kind of leveling a bit. Do you know what I mean? I just come off the back end of Europe's, think I'm the dog's bollocks, and I just need leveling. Like this is where you're at. This is your level, and if you want to be a lot better, then you need to give a bit more. And I think it was probably ultimately my demise because I think getting leveled there and then probably feeling a bit hard done by by some of the criticism that I got mm. probably led me to train to a point where I was just destroying my body because mm. it wasn't it wasn't about how I feel it was about getting one over on you and proving you that mm-hmm. you know I can do what I want basically mm-hmm. you know the rules of going in and placing here and placing there don't apply to me you know I'm off I'm off where I want to go and then obviously I overcooked it a bit I mean you're, 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 <laughs> your mindset obviously in powerlifting you, you felt you must have had total belief that you know what what you were going to do was sort of written out there and written in stone. I mean, to, I mean, Pavlo, what a guy to have beaten as well. I, I think this is the thing, though, and I think it's I think it's been probably the best thing for me being in the area where I live and being around people like Darren, not to blow smoke up his ass, but like it's hard to get ahead of yourself when you've got someone. He likes so, that. Do you know what I mean? But I think I think that's the problem. Obviously, you're coming young, full of ambition, and with a chip on your shoulder, and constantly trying to prove something to people. And I feel like. I've kind of gone in cycles of that mentality where it's like, well, mm. you've, when, once you just get above average in strength, well, then I'm above average so I can show off. Mm-hmm. But then it actually ends <clears> up <throat> being a lot harder than just that. And then obviously I came second to Pavlo. And then, because originally, if I'd, if I'd have won that world championship the first mm. year in 2017, I probably wouldn't have continued it because mm-hmm. I'd been like, cool, completed it, four comps, done. Right, mm. that was easy, next thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas kind of Pavlo beating me, then it turned into kind of this really kind of like nasty, like, right, you're not getting one over on me again. Mm. Now, one world's the following year, broke the world records, and now it's like, well, I'm not competing against anyone anymore. Re- re- records plural? What did you break? The- oh, my, at the World Championship, I broke I broke the deadlift record and the total record. I broke the total record by, I think, 40, 40 or 60 kilos or something. But then at that point, it was like, right, well... I've already done more than anyone else has done. So then I started going after a thousand kilos and then I became the youngest person to have a total of a thousand kilos. IPF. Yeah. No, no, this is like neoprene. Yeah, walked out, like IPF rules, walked IPF, out, sleeves. Raw, like, but, raw. But, but that was, it was the youngest person to total a thousand kilos. Does that still stand? No, not anymore. Does it not? No. I mean, the record still stands in in Britain and in Europe. Mm. and so, But yeah, it's, it, was, it was regardless of knee wraps, drug tested or drug free and anything like that. But I feel like that was quite a good place for me because I wasn't chasing anyone anymore because there was no one to chase. I was just, 
I was getting on with it. It was it, it was probably a bit more organic because it but was it was just... a thousand kilos in the IPF, which mm. is a drug tested federation, mm. and it was just neoprene. But then, but then, it's unbelievable. But then, about two months after that, I had because Pavlo didn't go towards that year, and I was annoyed because I wanted to beat him because he beat me the last time we competed against him. So we were one all, and I wanted to be two one up. And then we went to the European Championships, which was both of our last competitions in the IPF at the end of 2018, and we both totaled a thousand and ten point five kilos, and I won on body weight. What did you squat? On? I squatted 403 kilos. I benched, 403 kilos and uh, just a pair of knee wraps on the belt. I benched. Well, not even knee wraps, sorry. No. Neoprene. <laughs> Neoprene, yeah. I SPDs. benched 222 and a half kilos and deadlifted 385. So, yeah. I went nine for nine and I think he went like seven for nine. Um, so I think my attempt selection was just better, to be honest. But. Mm. No, I mean, I could have, I, I could have done a lot more that day, but yeah, I don't know. It was nice to get, it was nice to get that, get that win back. It felt like a bit of redemption, to be honest. And I kind of could have, not that I had any kind of resentment towards him from a competitive kind of perspective. I did, but you know, I could put that to bed in my own mind. Now I'd satisfied my need to prove that I'm better than, <laughs> better than someone, which is what I'm all about. Really, I think, I think ultimately that's my main problem is, is that I've just. Got this weird so, thing. So, right? no, so don't, yeah. be, don't beat yourself up over it. Everybody, yeah. If you're competitive, you're competitive. You can't help it. That's, no. it. That's why you do sport, isn't it? Yeah. I think uh, it's, a good, it's a good attitude to have, isn't it? You, yeah. need, to, you need to want to win. Mm. I think a lot of the things these days <clears throat> at schools where they say, oh, you know, you don't need to win and all this, you get a trophy, everyone gets a trophy. It's like, well, that ain't life, is it? I think that's Let's the problem. You know, that's not real. <laughs> I think that's the problem, though. But I think I, I really tended to like sport more because it was just something completely objective that I could control. If I wanted to go out and get better at football, then I would just go out in the back garden with a football and just kick it for a full day. And then it's like, oh, well, now I'm the best football player. Surprise. Do you know what I mean? I, th I think kind of in this day and age where everyone, don't be wrong, I can I can see why it's good, obviously, from your perspective as well, because it's, it's TV, in it? But like... Mm. Stop trying to fucking overcomplicate everything. Like, if you do something, you're gonna get better at it. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. It's mm -hmm. quite like it's as simple as it gets. Like, it's it, it, it doesn't need to be. Having said having said that, that okay, let, let's let, let's say I gave you a, lo a load of Chinese to read, and just kept reading it and reading it. Would you get any better at it? At Chinese, yeah. Not, gonna, with, not gonna, without a translation. You're gonna eat in Chinese. <laughs> in other words, some things you, you need coaching. No, and I, I agree, but fundamentally it just comes down to, in my opinion, like like it's just you just got a graft, haven't you? Like if you want to get better at something, you've just got to do it. Like there's no Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, of course, there's no substitute for hard work. Yeah, but I, I feel like kind of the lines become a bit blurred with like, you know, dreams and dreams and work are the same thing. You know, obviously I had aspirations of being basically what I've become, not a cripple, but <laughs> you know, someone who's who's really strong and kind of recognized for being strong, but you know, I could sit around and, you know, go and do all these motivational pep talks and stuff like that. But the reality is, you just need to get in the gym and just go for it. And it? it's not. Well, I mean, first of all, you 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 want you won a European and a world title in powerlifting. Yeah, and, uh, and you've and you've told over a thousand kilos and you've broken world records. I mean, you could go away and do anything you wanted, and and have a having had a great sports career. Mm. That's quite quite something. But why strongman then? Why what? I mean, you're so successful at powerlifting. Why didn't you continue with powerlifting? What, what, what besides probably Daz? Yeah, what I, I, you I, I think that, that obviously had a big influence on me, and I think it had a big influence on me in the first place because when I was 
obviously this is competing from the the drug tested perspective. When when I was when I was training in Harrogate and I was the strongest guy in my gym because you're the strongest guy in your local gym, you're almost like, oh well, if 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 that person's doing that, then they're on this and that's not possible. Whereas like obviously coming over here, it warped my perception of possibility. And then obviously natural competitive instinct kicks in and it's like my first week of training there, Daz pulled 370 or something. I was the strongest guy I've ever gone anywhere. I was the strongest guy anywhere I've ever been. And then you come into this new place and it's like, shit, I'm I'm not good at all. Well, around then, that time as well, we had, you know, we had Eddie Hall coming in gym and Benny, Benny, Benny pulling, Benny was getting ready to pull world record deadlifts. Benny was pulling some crazy stuff in aye. there. So, so obviously he'd come in. So it was that one day when they both trained. Yeah, I think Benny yeah, came yeah, in early, yeah, and then yeah. Ed came in later. Yeah. And then, well, we had a lot. Terry was there. Terry was there as well. Donald was and there. He was there embarrassed well. to pull like you know, whatever three sixty. I mean, every week there's someone in the gym. You know, one of the strongmen comes down, trains on the kit, whatever. There's always someone. Um, so he'd obviously come in and train and. All of a sudden, he's, he was like a kid in a sweet shop. You can see him looking, thinking, fucking hell, that son's are doing that. And all of a sudden, you're, you know, let's say at that time when you're doing a 320, 330 deadlift and mm. you're seeing Eddie warming up on 350, you know what I mean? Aye. You, you see the possibilities, don't you? Mm. I think that's the thing as well. I think it depends on what type of person you are. I think being someone who's obviously hyper competitive and has a pretty big ego, I speak for myself. Um, but I don't see something like that and think, oh, that can never be me. I see something like that and be like, right, I'm going to do that. So there is this, obviously, this level of like, probably just blind belief. Like, you don't know if you're ever going to get to that point, but like, I'm going to try to get there because obviously it's something that I, I admire. Like, I have always admired physical capability. I think that it is the, you know, I think it's such a shame for people to live their whole lives and never explore how kind of like capable you are. Like at least when I'm old and well, I mean I'm feel old now and I'm wrecked like, but I don't know, there's just kind of this pride in the fact that I know that I've kind of I, I did something that not many people could do. You know, it feels good and it's not it's not often that I kind of feel proud of myself because I'm always looking for the next thing. But I think when's all said and done, I could probably look back and be quite content, I think. Not well, sure. was it Socrates who said um, it's a terrible tragedy if a man doesn't try to fulfil his physical potential or something in life mm. to see how good he could become and I think there's a certain truth in that now uh, obviously I'm going to hit you with a hard one here mm. one of the first questions on Google when you type in your name is um, what happened to Luke Richardson <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Luke Richardson what happened man 2022 <laughs> step on a year you're now a WSM finalist you're a rock star you're Europe's strongest man sorry 2021 you're a world's strongest man and you're going in the first event you're Perhaps the favourite in the heat, probably the favourite in the heat. Who was in the heat last year? Uh, Jeff Caron. Well, Caron, maybe not. Shivers, <laughs> Shivers, uh, E4, OB, and I think I can't remember who else. Maybe that was it. Uh, I think that was, was, a, it was it. five man heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, people that have been looking at you and Caron as the top two would have said then. Yeah, I mean, I was going into that heat thinking like I'm auto qualifying out of this. Like mm. I, I thought, like I was going into that thinking like I'm beating JF out of this group this year that's where I that's where I was like and I don't think it was I don't think it was particularly kind of like misplaced that's that's how good I felt and I'm I'm not someone who I'm, I'm honest with myself you know I don't I don't I don't lie to myself that was how good I felt um but then yeah I was flying on the first event and I, I felt really up for it like say I'd kind of 
I trained like an absolute maniac because I felt like that's what was necessary to kind of overturn the, I guess, I guess the lack of preparation that I felt I had next the last year. But I don't think the year before it was necessarily that I had a lack of preparation. It's just that I hadn't had time. But then I was like, right, well, I'm not going to have more time, so I just need to be more prepared. And more prepared to me was just killing myself in the gym. I was training five. Never, never was. No, never. I was just training. <laughs> I was just training five days a week, and it wasn't about how my body was feeling and how my muscles and joints and tendons were feeling. It was about, right, well, that's not happening again. So it was a bit kind of like, you know, I, th I think that probably my, my judgment was just skewed purely by just, just outcome. You know, it wasn't, but unfortunately, you know, well, unfortunately I've learned, as you told me that your body and uh, you're not a robot and you're not a machine as much as you feel like one. And it's, it's really humbling because obviously I've spent my whole career setting out to do something and doing it. I've spent my whole life setting out to do something and doing it. Like say I'd take a ball outside or I'd I'd go and do I'd, like if I wanted to do something I'd 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 just relentlessly do it and then do the thing that I wanted to do. Is this what I said to you about being mortal? Yeah, so 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 I've had I've had basically <laughs> oh, sorry. but I've had basically a full lifetime of just like positively reinforcing that if I want to do something I just I do it. I do something, yeah. Aye. So then obviously then mm -hmm. when that don't go your way you think oh shit like I'm just like everyone else, but at that point I didn't feel like everyone else. I felt like more than. It's weird because I I, don't, I never think that outwardly I'm not like I am. Was it your first injury? Yes, ever. Ever. Yeah. Aye. So. So you're the world's strongest man, and you tear your bicep. Yeah. Pop. Mm. Uh, the big head, whatever the distal. Right? Distal. Yeah. So, but at the time it wasn't. Uh, it, I wasn't like, obviously I was very angry, but I wasn't like, I was just like, right, well, this is just something that everyone goes through. I'll come back from it like everyone else and I'll just get on with it. But then I was coming back and it kind of never really felt right. And then my knee went in December and I was like, right, okay, well, you know, this is just another thing. I'll just get this surgery done and then come back. And then I got announced for Europe's and I thought, right, well, and my bicep still didn't feel right. But at this point we're like eight, nine months post-op. So I'm like, well, if it doesn't feel right, maybe this is just how it's going to feel forever. Get on with it. And then went back in the gym and three stone sessions into training. It comes off again. And then obviously that's me written off now for another, probably another year if I'm being sensible. So you've got to leave. So. I mean, tendons, I think a lot of people rush back with tendons. Tendons are... Tendons Some people have got that really quick, though. Mm. Some people do. And I think a lot depends on, on your surgeon, not that your surgeon wouldn't have done a great job also the the the, the you know the rehab afterwards well, i took a tendon off of my finger you've taken a tendon off in your bicep mm. and it was the small head right that mm. reattached didn't mm. it yeah um so obviously the when you have something screwed in it's a whole different story isn't it i i it was a it was a big kick in the teeth because i thought that i was being sensible leaving it as long as i did i tore it in june and i was not even thinking about coming back until brits in jan in february sorry it was february this year wasn't yeah, it, it was, yeah. so i was like right give it and and that was after don't be wrong i would have probably done that anyway but that was after speaking to people like bishop who's obviously an opinion that i'm absolutely going to consider because he's a smart bloke mm -hmm. um and then yeah and then it wasn't even february it tore off it was march or april so you know if you take something that's like right i'm i'm trying to be really cautious here and I've kind of gone above and beyond caution, which was really hard for me because I'm not someone who acts with caution. I'm someone who just does stuff. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I felt like I gave it enough time and it was a bit like, why again? Um, but it is what it is. It's a bit kind of, why me? Uh, no, literally because... <laughs> I've been there, man. I've yeah, been there. I all have. I think the reason that I've ended up doing Strongman is because 
I like being accountable for myself. I think the problem is, is like I, I really struggle to see why people would go into an individual sport and then blame an inanimate object like a barrel for tearing my bicep off. Like everyone else lifted the barrel and didn't tear their biceps off, so it's not the barrel's fault, is it? It's my fault. I should have put it on the fucking table. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there, <laughs> there is definitely something about a slip catch that is is the biggest bicep. When you did yours, was it was there a slip in it? No, no, it was a tire flip. But a tire flip, you sort of doing that because you got to pull it up and then catch it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like that. Like anyway. Felix, I remember Felix slipping on the stone and yeah. catching it. But you sort, you sort of with a tire, you sort of do that naturally. So as you pull it up, then you've got to get your yeah. hands around for the mm. for the push, and that's what it did with me. But it's life, isn't it? Like you say, uh, you're thought, in a very extended position, mm, aren't you? The big problem when I did that, or every, what everyone seems to have in common is when you take your bicep off, you always feel strong as hell. It's like because obviously you've got so strong mm. and you feel like I'm in the best shape of my life, but you've still got a bicep tendon that's got the same amount of strength. Mm. So the stronger you are physically, mm. the tendon's still there just waiting to come off, you know what I mean? Mm. So like you said, you were, you felt your best ever. Aye. Well, so, you, so you'd have lifted that barrel the the quickest and the most powerful you ever lifted. Well, I, think, I, think, I think I'd put, I, I'd tore my bicep on the third barrel while shivers was only just going back for the second implement mm. so i was a full implement and a half ahead and i were running back to that frame after i'd i put that barrel up but yeah i think it's been it's been a hard few it's been a hard last year for me to be honest i think because because i'm someone who tries to like i think in a sport where you are completely accountable for everything if you mm. start to disperse that to me, that's just the get out. Like if I start blaming surgeons and blaming equipment and blaming organizers, then you know, that's like it's all on me really. But then the problem is is with it all being on me, it's kinda like then you do end up in this weird place where it's like, but I did everything right. Why is it still going wrong? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like that's misplaced out of like ignorance mm. or anything. Like I'd stuck to the T on everything and it's mm. not like but then I don't have the get out. I can't blame the surgeon. I can't blame the thing. Do you know what I mean? I can't, mm. I can't partition that blame off. Like this is on me. I'm in this situation. Well, I mean, I mean how professional, obviously, you know, it's bad luck it happened to the start of your mm. career because if it was three or four or five years into it and you had continuous wins, you'd have a big pot of money. You'd mm. be in a much better position to be able to, you know, it's like when Eddie went full-time strongman and started getting all the sponsors, you know, and suddenly... He, he really pretty much copied Brian Shaw, didn't he? And all of his prehab and his you know, speaking to Paul Dwyer has made incredible um, changes in the last sort of 18 months. Mm. He said it was it's it's nothing really to do with training. It's all to do with everything around the training. Yeah, what you, you know, do after. What you yeah. do after mm. all the recovery and, and all that stuff. And uh, So what, what's, what's the big changes then? How's Luke going to come back, the new Luke? Um, bigger, stronger? I think I think just take the approach of... I'd, like obviously I've kind of conceded to my own will now do you know what I mean like I've understood that like my body isn't going to match up my expectation of when it's ready like I can't will my body to be more prepared well, than so, yeah. it's going to be so I think I think probably just kind of just just riding the wave isn't it do you know what I mean just you know obviously you can do your best to put your best foot forward and try and be as optimal as possible but mm -hmm. things are going to things are going to go at their own speed really and I think the moment that you start getting ahead of yourself and you start pushing and willing things to you know there's a time in the place if you're in the comp mm. and it push comes to shove and you need to really dig in and get on with it then that's where I feel like you need to kind of let loose a bit the problem is I was letting loose every every single time I went in the gym mm. so yeah I just, I, I just overcooked it a bit um, whether it was immature did, 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 didn't ever warn you you, you were doing it wrong <laughs> 
someone did, yeah. Um, but you don't listen to people because you know. I just thought you? I was doing uh, like, you know, we we train together on a Monday and do a log press. Then I see him like doing a strict shoulder press on like a Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, what? <laughs> did we not do enough yesterday? You know, you'd never give us enough time. Yeah, but it's different because it's strict press. I'm like, yeah, but leave your shoulders alone, please. Let them rest, you know, for a few days. Mm. I think. Who, who, who's doing your program now? Well, I'm 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 back with the same guy I was with pre getting injured, and but I think this is the thing. I think you could be you could you could. It'd be easy for me to just blame him, but blame Shane because, yeah, he was the guy who was putting it. But I think when someone's giving, you need to be honest in that situation. And at that time, I wasn't being I wasn't being honest with him. I was under the assumption of like, right, well, regardless of what he messages me saying like, are you all right? Because he was like, mate, you're doing a lot. Like he knew I was doing a lot and I was as strong. So you you, yeah. were, you weren't going back and saying, well, I've, no, I've done this extra with I, Daz. I, was, I feel a bit yeah. sore here today. I was, I was his yeah. strongest client. I was his heaviest client. Yeah. And I was the one who was doing the most work per week. I think the one thing that I, because that I, I, obviously I competed in the 105s and the heavyweights, the, the the workload for a lot you know obviously there's a lot of there's so many guys at 80 kilos 90 kilos doing the official strongman stuff they're like another level of fit mm. and the reality of it is a guy who's 150 kilos 160 170 whatever the, the big guys that compete for giants live you can't do as much volume as that 90 kilo guy mm. naturally you can't repair quite as much you're not you're never going to be quite as fit Mm. And yes, you are naturally going to be a lot stronger, and the weights are going to be heavier. You've still got the same. You've still got a human frame. Do you understand mm. what I mean? Yeah, I think Where, you know. I just think that sometimes these programs need to be. You know, the guy who's doing the program for a lighter weight needs to just realize. You know, I'm on about you, it's you personally, because right. you're all. You like you say, it's your own choice. But some of the one or five guy might do might not just be right for a heavyweight. Mm. I think that's the thing though. But I wasn't willing to concede for the fact that this is too much for me. Well, I would take it a stage um, further. Every single person on every day kind of changes. You go up, you go down, and we were just oh, talking yeah. about this outside last uh, earlier, weren't we? Mm. But um, you said you thought Martin's listus was a bit of a softy for going into the gym and then saying, "Actually, I don't feel good." Mm. I'm going to change and do stretching today. Mm. And you thought, you, well, you're I, a I typical did, Yorkshireman. Yeah, I don't look to that. Yeah. Well, Rad is heavy. Oh, that's what oh, it is. Rad is heavy this somewhere. You're going to do it. <laughs> you're, yeah. big, you're big Jesse. I, I think that's the thing. I think kind of, you know, there's no consideration for yourself. There's a job that needs done, so just do it. You know, it's just as completely as, it's just, to me, it was just like, it was as transparent as it gets. It was like, like, say, it's just that whole thing in my whole life where it's like, right, well, if I want to get better at this thing, you just do it more. But then, unfortunately, I've got to the point where I'm pushing my own physiology, physiology to a supernatural amount where, like, mm. that same, like, that curve doesn't work that way anymore. Because I think any, <laughs> it's any, gonna... any program that you get, you've got to factor in two things. Obviously, programming's great. Let's you know. Let's let's not fucking yeah. say that having a program is a bad thing because of course it's a great thing. Of course, thing. it's a good thing. There's two things you got to factor in. One is that day, for whatever reason, you might not have had the right nutrition. You might not just feel right. So there's nothing wrong with going a bit light and doing more reps. Mm. You might change that as you do it. You think I ain't going to be able to do that today. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a great workout and do some more speed work. The other thing is, and I believe in this as well. You might feel you might get to the gym and feel fucking fantastic. And think, do you know something? Today, I feel like I can do, you know, you're right, we're meant to be doing, you know, a 180 log and you've done it and you're like, actually, that's, that's just so light tonight. I'm going to go heavier. 
I think you've also can do that. Not every time. You don't want one of these guys that's always chasing the heaviness, but sometimes if it's there, you've got to take it. Mm. So you might not be there next week. You might not have been there last week. So I think you've got to be able to write everything in pencil. Mm. And sometimes, like, you you know we'll go, right, okay, well, tonight, actually, you look that good tonight. Well, let's scrap that programme a little bit. Let's mm. just put another 10 kilos mm. on. I think you've got to allow yourself that as well. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how many times you ever tried to return from injury, but... Whenever I return from injury, or even like a long layoff, like just a year and a half or something, it was amazing how how strong I was again. Yeah. I'd assumed I would lose everything, mm. you know, but actually you don't. Uh, it's remarkable yeah. how a, a, a real good rest to your body. Mm. Look at Martin's Lissus. He had a right good rest, uh, rest yeah. and he came back and he's been on fire. Not, not on a massive amount of time. Like he had a, and I think like, he's he going to do that rest again now. Within about three months of him training properly again, like from not training for such a long time, he was strong as hell again, because he's a strong guy. Like you've got that that power, like all that work that you've done, it's not gone. Mm. And I think once you you know you get everything settled down, the biceps right. Once you get to a level, don't panic. In other words, it'll, yeah. it'll come back. I think that's the thing. All of, all of my kind of shortcomings have been ego orientated because it's like right. Well, I need to put in this amount of work to maintain this. Like, say, there, there isn't an acceptance that, like, right, well, now I'm this because then I feel like I'm compromising. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm content then. Like, I always need to be, like, trying to do more than I did or achieve more than I did. And I, I feel like that, obviously, if you end up in that kind of vicious cycle of just constantly I think I think, you, I think, I think you need to go, go a step backwards, rest, obviously, lots yeah. of rest. And, and you're looking, <laughs> you're looking big, that, yeah. But also, it, it, I think it's a bit like – here's another example you – know, Talking of Ed, when Ed went mad and went for the deadlift for a year, he wasn't the greatest strong man at the start of the year. By the end of the year, when he deadlifted and then converted back again, came back. It was unbelievable. Everything. He had a five hundred kilo back, if you like, <laughs> and, then, and then he got fit again. And then so he got fit again. All right, maybe he was seven or eight kilos, ten kilos lighter, and suddenly he was almost. The weird thing was mm. though, when Eddie did that, I honestly believe. The de- the last day of the final, world strongest man, he could have pulled five hundred again because he pulled hundred percent. Eight. 472 and a half. Okay, yeah, yeah, but it was easy. Enough. Easy, yeah, but, easy. But when he did that, you're like, actually, this guy, I think, could still pull that. He, he was, he was saying right. that. He was saying to one reporter, I overheard him, I could have done 550 today. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's so yeah, yeah, hard it? to uh, say he couldn't have done. But I mean, the thing is, with, you know, you, you, you're on the comeback trail and all that sort of thing. The reality of it is, you've got all that in the backpack that you've done, mm. all the IPF stuff. You've been to find the world's strongest man. One year at Strongest Man, you you scalped some good people, mm. and you're 25 years old today. Nice, no, my birthday. So, happy so, birthday. so, so, happy birthday. Whatever you do, don't go. I mean, look, look at, I mean, I bet Mateusz Kieliszkowski is just kicking himself for coming back. Obviously, he had bad, bad luck with his surgery. Some people don't one. start till 25. He's 25, uh, and you've got all that already. Look at done. Felix. What was he, 35 or 36? <laughs> when he started. <laughs> I was destroyed at 37. Sorry, 27. So don't, right. don't whatever you do, 14 operations a, in. I feel like that's the thing. And now, rushing back. Now I'm probably starting to see the side of, you know, the people. Like, I, I use, I watch Zajunas' videos, and Zajunas fascinates me because you can just tell that he's just, I don't know, he's, he's on that thing of just, you know, I'm not, but then I think you need to be like Zadrunas, where you are just, you're just chipping away and it's all quite, it's quite modest. It's hey, just a, well, and he's just happy living in his shed and well, 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 his thing. Well, 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 it's, it's a giant log, yeah. beautiful cabin house. Uh, and yeah. But, but yeah, I know what you mean. But I mean, when Zadrunas first came to the shows I was promoting, I mean, he, he'd had his double patella, double patella uh, in like 99 or 2000. And I, I remember him coming to Holland was one of the first shows I, 
I was involved in promoting an O3, and he failed to do a 150 log. Mm. Quite something, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, talk about chip away. Well, yeah. he, he did his patellas on a Conan's wheel. I think it might have been either 2000 or 2001. Oh, and we're the same age. Yeah. So I was already knackered. And then, <laughs> like, seven, 16 years later, he's still competing. Who would have thought that? Like, he'd come, like, you know, your, so your problems are nothing like two full patellas off. He was in a wheelchair. No. Do you know what I mean? He couldn't walk. Yeah, you're right. And then, and then after that, he won four World Strongest Man titles. But not so for like, another decade. Like, just <laughs> random mistake. Yeah. And, and actually, I reckon a lot of doctors, obviously he's got some good doctors, but a lot of doctors have gone, mate, you've just pulled both your patellas off. Can you stop doing this shit? Uh, Do you yeah. know what I mean? And now, what is he, 40-odd years old, and he's still doing it. So I feel like that's the thing. It needs to be, I feel, you know, I... Obviously, I'm competitive and I'm ambitious. As Zadrunas will be, like, he doesn't have all them trophies in his house for no reason, does he? The guy likes winning. But I think it needs to be like, I don't know, there just needs to be just, you, you just, you're doing it because you love it. I do love it because if I didn't love it, I wouldn't have started in the first place. So yeah. it's trying to return back to that. You know, it's not about putting someone up on Instagram and having this person talk about me and having respect off this guy who I don't care about or getting, acquiring status, you know, which it, I I wasn't I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but I unconsciously was just pursuing being the future or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I kind of kind of like I, I was kind of just playing into my own illusion of myself that I'm just like so much more than what I ever thought I could be. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, oh, you're mortal. Well, I thought I was immortal. Do you know what uh, I mean? So that's, like, that's what I said uh, to him when he first tore his biceps. And he was sitting over in the tent, and he and he was kind of clutching it. And I came over, oh, you're mortal. Uh, and and he, he stuck with him. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. But I, I, I didn't. I didn't feel like. Obviously, I felt like it at that time. But at that time, I didn't feel like I was. I felt like. Right, I, think, well, I think it's just a youth thing. And the thing is, what's happened to you? So like, you're only 25. Yeah. You started very young, a, a teenager, become a world champion, European champion, all that. Mm. The, the reality. I remember all of us when we were in our twenties. I, when you I was, I was the worst God. one. So yeah. like, someone said, "Oh, do you think you can run straight through that wall?" I'm like, "Yeah, probably." You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably. Whereas, whereas now I'm 42. You can, I can. Uh, now I'm 42. I'm like, I don't think I can get through the door properly. You know what I mean? So, so I think I think I can't walk upstairs. But I think it's a youth thing. I think it's a youth yeah. thing. But the good thing is now you've sort of learned that, and you're still only 25. All right. I think that's the thing. I think going forward, I just need to probably just let things happen obviously i can i can put myself in the best the best situations and scenarios to succeed i can be proactive with recovery i can be a bit more optimal with my training and take into consideration when my body's falling to bits but i think yeah i just i just need to uh, just enjoy it for what it is again enjoy. just the fact that i you know obviously i have a lot of probably quite they're not negative traits because i channel, channel them positively but like I really, really need to train, and I feel like that's probably the reason that I've gone loopy in the last year is that I haven't had an outlet there. for this, awful, awful. for this just, this just, just so, relentless so if you, ambition. If you, if you, you want a good, good YouTube channel to go and really go, go look at a guy called Matt, Matt Vincent. Go look him up. He 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 was a world champion several times in Highland Games, and, mm. and then in the end had seven or eight operations on one knee. This kept going wrong, back too early. In the end, had complete knee replacements. And it really mentally was destroying him. Go have, go have a, fascinating, actually. Um, really good YouTube channel, Matt's gone. But uh, yeah. hey, we're going to have to call it a quits there, I think. Right. Uh, um, <laughs> we've got some, some other stuff we have to sadly get on with. Happy yeah. birthday, sir. Thank you very much. And, and um, yeah, hopefully, 
Hopefully, like Zadrunas, in 25 years, you'll still be going. You'll be 50. Ah, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I'll still be alive. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what's about. But, mate, you, you've had an, the most extraordinary career so far and, and burst onto the world's strongest man, made the final. I think we're going to see a lot more from you. And, and I think you've probably learned one of the, the best lessons for longevity. It's, it's a painful one, but uh, yeah, I'm I, sure you'll be back. Hopefully, I can not give in to my own stubbornness and I'll be back yeah and then when I am I can just enjoy it again that'd be nice well it's a pleasure to have you fingers crossed thank Thank you you. cheers dude we've had our differences in the past is it bum bag or is it fanny pack we're two powerful nations with a special relationship for one night only that special relationship ends UK versus USA who is the strongest nation who is right the strong men decide world's strongest nation 18th of November MS Bank Arena Liverpool tickets at giants-live.com by the way it's us we're right it's bum bag of course